it's one of those tricky situations where you either need someone to talk to or you want to be left alone. Be a great help. Maybe you can let me know. Go away, please. Okay. Hey everybody and welcome to the Underrated Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss films that we feel are underrated, underappreciated, or ones that have just slipped under the radar and passed most people by. This show is a collaboration of friends and together we are the Undercast Company. I am Ariel and I'm joined by Alan and Derek. Today we are going to be talking about the movie This Is Where I Leave You, a 2014 comedy drama directed by Sean Levy and screenplay by source material author Jonathan Tropper. This movie is filled with a massive ensemble cast, which includes Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Adam Driver, Corey Stoll, Jane Fonda, Catherine Hahn, Rose Byrne, and Derek Sky, Timothy Oliphant. He's still my heart. Oh. He's still my guy, too. I love him. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Cowboy. Um, you, baby. Um, all these actors playing a very real characters dealing with the death of a family patriarch who um, the four siblings and their mother honor by sitting Shiva and in the process reconnect with not just each other but with themselves. While this movie did double its production price, it was not too hard to do with a pretty low budget of just under $20 million. Um, currently, this movie is wrongfully only a 44% at Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.6 on IMDb. This movie just shows how misconstrued these sites are and why our show is necessary, in my opinion. Um, because of this, um, because for me, in my opinion, this is one of the most best human stories um, that I've ever seen and deserves a lot more recognition. And so with that, um, Alan and Derek, let's get into it. All right. Um, I'll go first. Uh, Oh, wait, uh, did you want to? Oh, no, yeah, you already let them know. Um, Yeah, I'm good. So, uh, oh, man, you you guys like to pick the ones that frustrate me. (laughs) (laughs) um this one oh it was a tough watch for me uh i was kind of like really excited because ensemble cast there's so many great players in it um yeah like you said it's about you know a a funeral kind of thing and i'm i'm not a big fan of this type of trope where it's like there's a death in the family and then you know all the siblings come together and they go back to their own hometown and then they're like, they rediscover old flames and stuff like that. And, or they discover about themselves. I've always kind of been thought they were, that was cheesy but with this one. I like, it wasn't cheesy. I like, it was very emotional and very real, I guess. I, I think that's why it frustrated me. Cause there was times where I was like yelling at the screen and going, fuck that. Like, why, why kind of thing. I think particularly yeah. with the, the the plot line with um, Jason Bateman, uh, J- Jason Bateman's character and, and his and mm-hmm. his cheating wife, who oh maybe maybe it's that good. It just got me so heated because mm-hmm. like I'm still kind of reeling over it. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Cause I, I kind of watched it in a mood today, so I can't really <laughs> say that I liked it or didn't like it because like it just kind of made me go. Fuck that bitch. I hope she fucking dies. Fuck that baby. Like I was yelling like Fuck that baby. Yeah, like when they're like like in the heartbeat and they're like, no, no, no. I was like, let that baby die. Fuck that baby. I was so pissed. <laughs> Alan. 
I'm sorry that that whole just that whole plot line or story arc just really frustrated me. I was like, oh my fucking god! And then he's like, I have to forgive her, I guess. And I was like, don't you don't you don't have to do shit, bro. I'm like, get the fuck out. But you know, that was the one thing that kind of got me. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked that there was really good character arcs, you know, with um, Adam Driver's character and uh, Corey Stoll, and and the one thing I'll say it wasn't particularly funny but it was very manic and very real and i really loved the big uh kind of twist at the end with jane fonda and her having a a lover it's like the, mm-hmm. the like, you know have, like she's in i mean i guess she's bi bisexual at she's the end bi- of the yeah mm-hmm. and that literally came out of nowhere like i was like whoa i, I loved her character she was such a sweetheart like i mean obviously you know that that really gravitated yeah. towards me the the, the massive appeal. <laughs> you, for, for our audio listeners while alan said that like, he, he like cupped his breast <laughs> to yeah. simulate how big she Jean had Fonda's, these big, um, beautiful two beautiful big eyes that just draw yeah, you <laughs> Star, her, her personality was massive in this film and she was so wonderful but no I, I loved her character I think the most like she was so sweet and she's like you know she, she came up with the whole Shiva or Shiva 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 I kept Shiva. calling it Shiva uh-huh. I had no idea what it was when the beginning like I was watching with my parents and they're like what what did they just because my dad was talking over the movie once and my mom's like what did she say that I'm like we wound it I was like oh Shiva I, I still don't know what that is so let's you know watch and find out so yeah I hadn't heard of it before mm-hmm. this movie either. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it either. And and I kind of like that they're like, but wasn't he atheist, a Jewish atheist? That's what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but um but no, like I, I like that she like it, that that her whole arc and everything I loved because she was like, I just want to be with my family again and you know, I care about my kids and in a way she kind of like kind of had had them get through their moments like they're all going through some kind of thing in their life like you know my girl tina Fey going with being with like a really kind of shitty businessman kind of um husband and then her kind of leading back to our boy timothy oliphant and stuff and oh his arc too was so sad like yeah like when he was walking when he went outside and he's like holding the wrench and he's just like i don't know why i'm here i was like that fucking got me yeah that that got me. I was like, oh man, you know, the, the it's it's a very emotional film. I'll tell you guys that. But um, yeah. I mean, I think talking about it, I, I think I I think I liked it. I think I dug it a lot. It's just I think when I went into it, I was just kind of going through my own thing, and I was just like, ugh. But other than Jason Bateman's like story arc and Dax Shepard being a total douchebag. Yeah, man, I, fucking. I was so mad. I was like, "Fuck you, Kristen Bell's husband." I was so mad. <laughs> Christian. I told, I told I told my girlfriend. I was like, because she's like a big Kristen Bell fan, and I was like, I hope he's not that much of a dickhead in real life. <laughs> I was like, because yeah. she's amazing. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. I love her mm-hmm. in the good place. And I was like, he better treat her like a queen or something. Because I was like, fuck him in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it you know what? I dug it. It. It got me this heated and this like into it like i was like all right it it, it did what it was supposed to so yeah i, I dug it the, and again adam driver i love adam driver like anything he's in i'll watch like he's great but 
Yeah, that's that's enough about me because I'm just gonna <laughs> keep going. But yeah, go for it, go for it, Derek. Yeah, no, I I um I think that underrated is exactly the perfect word to describe this movie. Like I I feel like of all the movies we've covered, like if like we're just like one is just like like hey, what's an underrated movie? Oh, this is where I leave you. You know, I think that's like a really good because like nobody's really like people don't really talk yeah. about it ever. It you know so so Derek, yeah, like that's one thing that I want to get especially your opinion on mm-hmm. is like w- having seen this would you have believed that it would have gotten a 44 on Rotten Tomatoes? No, like that well okay. I can see why it did. I can see like how like there would be criticisms that critics would levy against it and I can see why it did underperform at the box office cuz you did mention that it um doubled its um it's uh production costs or whatever, which is not a good thing. Honestly, it has movies pretty much have to do more than double because uh, when you factor in, like I mentioned this a couple times in the show, but when you factor in like uh, advertising and stuff like that, and I think mm-hmm. I worked at the movie theater when this came out and I remember there being like a big push for it. So, um, you know, if you, if they basically do double their, um, you know, their, uh, the budget of it, it's pretty much break even. So this movie didn't pr- likely make, maybe a little bit of money, but it was very underwhelming. Um, you know, underwhelming with critics. People don't really still talk about it ever. Um, like, it's kind of like, it's. I feel like it does feel like a movie that you would see on, like, TBS or something and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that, like, like from, like, five it years is, ago when it, it came it out. It is shown on TBS. That's how I watched yeah. it, the TBS app, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny. I had, because, I like, had I, to rent it, unfortunately, because the TBS app wasn't working for me. Uh, you, I think you had a, you probably, not, I wish I'd... Uh, on a, on a streaming thing, I'm so like upset that AT&T Uverse, which no longer exists, is still on the app. But ATT TV, which I now have, is not on the app, and I'm pissed off. But okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, but I wish I wish I had rented it, kind of, because when I watched it, I was at my parents. I was living with my parents, and like they have like you know cable, so I was like able to watch it on the app which I don't have, and but, like, it would be, like, the, the, all the cuss words were, like, like, you know, they did the thing in the movie where the, someone would be like, what the, and, like, you'll see them say Aww. fuck, like, you can see their mouth say fuck, but they just say, heck, or, you know, or, like, or, like, you know, there's stuff where the kid is saying shit, and, but, like, he says poop, so, like, the joke doesn't even make sense, but, so, like, that's, I was just, like, I wish I had watched the real version, but it does, like, it does seem like kind of one of those movies, like, oh, yeah, I remember when that came out, and I, you, it's, like, one of those movies you, like, see people, advertise like a bunch and then you never you don't see it really and then you see it a bunch on like one of those random channels in the 20s or whatever um Mm -hmm. but i i think that underrated is the perfect way to describe it because um more than maybe any other movie that we've talked about it does feel just underrated like like it's not like it's like yeah this was like a solid movie that i can see why it was overlooked by critics and audiences but it's 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 was I really enjoyed every minute of it. Like I was like, this is a good movie. I really I like this movie. I'm really glad I watched it. Um, it's not something that I would have normally gone to go see. Like there's not other than the cast, which is by the way, like this this cast is honestly the best cast this side of Ocean's Eleven. Like fucking incredible. Like you mentioned mm-hmm. a lot of like the cast. I think there I don't know if you, there's like even some of the smaller people in it. Like there's a lot of really great like comedic character actors like ben schwartz is in it or katherine oh my gosh i yeah i didn't mm-hmm. mention yeah. oh my gosh but ben like schwartz it, ben schwartz so fucking good katherine hans you know she's on wandavision now like mm. people she, people have been sleeping on her like 
she's in she's she's always so great. Like she's in Step Brothers, she kills it in that. Everybody in this is so fucking incredible. And but and I'm it's really good. And it's and the reason I say it's it's more underrated than some of the other stuff we talk about, because some of the other movies I talk about, I'm like, this movie is like an all timer. Like this movie, like I need to shout from the rooftops that this is like needs to be seen. They're like underrated or like under like movies we've talked about, like Zodiac, for example. Mm-hmm. Like that movie is like a movie that did really well critically but underperformed financially. Whereas this one, it's like it did kind of bad on all the fronts. And while I think Zodiac might be a movie that I will go back to more and is more of a favorite. Like this one is more just like across the board. Like it is just kind of that underrated kind of movie. It really feels like when we started this, the kind of movie that we had a mission to kind of like go out and talk about these kind of movies that nobody really talks about, you know, in, in any circles, you know, and we've we're, sometimes we'll like get one of the three, you know, like this one's, you know, under the radar and this one's more underrated and this one's, you know, like more kind of just whatever, like, but this one, it clicked all the boxes and, and I, I really did enjoy it. I can see why critics didn't like it because I think there was a little bit of weirdness tonally. Um, like, you know, like Ben Schwartz, who is incredible and hilarious, kind of feels like he's in a different movie at times. Like he's kind of in a more slapstick, funny mm-hmm. movie. Um, and same kind of stuff with Catherine Hahn, like that scene where she's trying to like seduce Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is kind of like something else. Like it's something I enjoyed, but like it, it was kind of like, okay, this isn't really meshing with what else is going on. But I, I did really enjoy all of it, except for there. I have one complaint. I have one serious complaint, and that is the fucking wig they put on Timothy Oliphant. I don't know what the fuck that was because Timothy Oliphant yeah. has some of the greatest hair I've ever seen, and that wig was awful. Uh, was this it? Was that was this like? I think this was during Justified. So that it, might it have was, been. Yeah, a thing? this would have been. Yeah, it probably was during Justified. Yeah, I don't know. And I think uh, like yeah. during his like short hair Justified too. Yeah, or um, shorter hair. I, I really, I really, you know, Timothy Oliphant was. I think he like he was a little bit of. I don't want to say underutilized, but. Um, like he was just a little bit more restrained than he usually is. Like he really he oozes char- charisma, and he seemed like I think it was the right choice for the part because you know mm-hmm. his character is supposed to be somebody who is like this very charismatic guy who had this awful brain injury happen to him, and like he's kind of like doesn't have it anymore. So I think that was a really smart casting choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tina Fey's character was probably my favorite character. I was really invested in her storyline and her romance with um, Timothy Oliphant. I was really about that. Um, you know, Jason Bateman, I'm always glad to, glad to see. Although I kind of I was a little upset that Rose Brynn at the end, I'm like, you're too good for this guy. You're way too good for this guy. Like, he needs to figure his shit out. Like, like no, he's months. going to figure yeah. his shit I, out. I, I was the, like, yeah, but, but the thing is, yeah. like, I, I felt like Jason Bateman w- wasn't like, he wasn't like a bad dude per se. Just he was going through the shitter like hard. Like, his yeah. wife just cheated on him. And his dad just passed away. And, like, I get it. He's going through some shit. But at the same time, I don't think he wasn't good enough for her. I just thought, like, I was like, yeah, you should wait a little while because you're going through a lot. But I I was like, when he's like, yeah, let's get together in, like, six months or something. I was like, go for it, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, you need something in your life to make you happy. Yeah. He's he's definitely, uh, like, he's a man who is who has lost his own way you know he lost his way and 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 his his um probably ex-wife kind of like 
you know, brings that up of like, you know, we, we lost connection, even though that's not a excuse to cheat on anybody, oh. but just the whole, mm -hmm. like, yeah, just the whole, like, yeah, we lost connection. You lost yourself like along the way. And yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's what his story arc kind of like in yeah. at the end, him trying to, he's going to go on and find himself. I did. Yeah. I did like that. He was going to be like, but I also was just like, I was like, from Rose Burns' perspective, it's just like she's just like, yeah, give me a call in six months if I'm still single. Like, like I, I if I, if I was her, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not waiting around for you. Like, I'm, I'm hot, you know. Like, fuck it, you girl. Know? I don't think I. She's she's socially awkward in a small town. Like, I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm truthfully, I don't know. I, I as mean, a, as another socially awkward person, it's not easy. It's not a I, socially I'm just, awkward. I'm just saying, girl. you know, she's a. Uh, I was just saying, you know, just uh, Ariel, if somebody comes along you got, and you're like, this guy's cool. And he says, wait for six months. Say, say fuck that shit. If I'm still, if I'm still single. No, I'm going to probably, sure, if he's call. a really nice guy, I'm going to probably yeah, wait for six course. months wait because I've yeah, waited right. 24 years. Mm -hmm. Or no, I mean, I'm 28, but like, so let's see, like 14 years. We'll say, That's no, right, yeah. 10 years. Yeah. But one yeah. quick question <laughs> I can ask you guys, because I feel like I might have missed something. Why the fuck did she get so mad at him? Like, she was just she like didn't tell he him just, that he had a he was had a kid he was having a kid. He she he you know he barely found out before yeah, that scene. He barely found but out. But the thing I'm is, like, is yeah, that she, she, she kind of got self conscious. He slept with her before. He slept with her before. I mean, after he knew that he was having the kid, he knew he was having the kid with his ex wife when he slept with Rose Byrne. He he I I because I remember when he was doing that, I was like, this is a little bit fucked up. Like I had that thought. And then not at all. You know what? No. I think that's why I was confused because I was like, "Oh fuck that, dude! Go get, go get laid. Mm -hmm. Do you? Yeah, I mean, get laid, get laid. Think, but like, no, let I her think... be honest with her about the situation you're in with your ex-wife. Like, oh think, yeah, yeah. Like, be you got to be upfront with that shit. I think it was more about her being self-conscious. Like, oh, you know, like he's gonna go back to. You know, because he has a kid, he's going to go back to her. You know, it's kind of like trying to, it was her trying to protect herself from, from, you know, heartbreak essentially. Like, you I, know, I that's think you just, you just yeah. like, I think it's just like she's like, he's <laughs> keeping something like this from me. You know, I, I don't know. I didn't think yeah, that was cool. I think, I yeah. think her being self conscious. I'm with Ariel because mm -hmm. I legit was like, why the fuck are you mad? I was like, first off, Homeboy really cares about you. And he just went through, two really bad things right now and like mm -hmm. i mean yeah it's an excuse to be like oh you know let me have sex with you so i feel better but it's like i just was kind of like what the fuck's your problem i was like why are you upset like you know like i just, I just felt like she was kind of more self and self um self-conscious and insecure where mm -hmm. i was like i was like what's, what's going on i was like why the fuck are you mad out of anybody i'm like i was like i'm screaming at the tv because like she unexpectedly showed up and she was like hey bro so guess what i'm pregnant and i was like how about i fucking push you down the stairs you bitch but oh my gosh sorry that that really just really irked me like that's the biggest complaint i have about this movie is that story arc was just like really like frustrating but other than that you know i, I was like <laughs> bro you know fucking go to maine Go fuck around with like Pennywise and Salem's Lot and all that shit. And <laughs> he's, he's driving up the name to like be in every Stephen King novel ever written. Legit, like right when I saw that, <laughs> I was like, I, like he's like, I'm gonna find myself in six months, and I'm like, you're gonna die in six <laughs> months. <laughs> <and> you're gonna <laughs> name. 
Like I was just expecting him to see like the like the nineteen ninety Pennywise just standing there with the red balloon and just like <laughs> and, like pointing at him. And it's just like, oh, okay. There's a random clown on the entrance to Maine, but yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, and I the one other thing I wanted to say about this movie is like it feels like you know, it's it's very much I kind of wish I had watched it maybe like six months ago because it feels like a really good quarantine movie because it's mm-hmm. like you got all the family stuck in that house, you know, like and, and like the world is fucking crazy. And it would have been like it's it was like it was really like I was watching this movie and it was like, oh, shit, this reminds me a lot of shit that I was going through like six months ago when like the pandemic started and just like all this fucking shit was happening like in my own life and like just like. Like, you know, like, it was just like, oh, man, like, some, like, because, like, how Jason Bateman was saying, it's like, sometimes when just stuff happens, it just keeps happening. And, like, these, like, you know, like, how he got his divorce, and then his dad died right away, and these two very unrelated things, and it's just, like, it just, one piles on the other, you know, and, like, you know, that you have, like, 2020 was obviously shitty for everybody, you know, because, like, the things going on in the world, and then, you know, everybody, a lot of people had their own just personal shit going on, and I could definitely relate to that, and then you're in this house, you know, with, you know, your your family that you might not see. And I was, for the first couple months of the lockdown, like the first month or so of the lockdown, um, from in about March, for pretty much most of March, uh, when the store was shut down, I was just, like, there. And it was me and my parents and my brother just, like, quarantining all together at my parents' house, just fucking chilling. And so, like, I could really relate to, like, oh, yeah, like, we're all just back in our parents' house. Like, it's the family that we... You know, like I, I'm close with my family, a lot closer than these guys are. But it's like, oh, yeah, it's my one brother who kind of reminds me of Adam Driver's character a little bit. You know, like we're all just like back in it again. So I was like seeing a lot of parallels between like, yeah, the way the world was six months ago and this. And I'm kind of glad that I watched this movie now because it feels a lot more like of the time. Like, it's funny because like I actually laugh when like there's that line where she's like, come on, it's 2014. And I was just like, oh, like it's just was like threw me back into like, I was like, this is a movie from the past. This is not a movie ha- like that because it, it feels so of the of today's time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I guess that, that's yeah, that was that's kind of my, you know, like it, it, two cents on it. Um, very mm-hmm. underrated, very, very re- relevant today. But Ariel, I know that you, I can see it in your eyes. You're ready to just tell us how much you love this movie. I wanted to hear it. Yeah. Real, real so quick. One real quick thing when Derek was saying, he's like, you know, oh, you know, I, I can relate to like the family being at home. And, you know, one, one of my brothers is like Adam Driver. And like, I know you guys are thinking about, you know, Adam Driver in this movie, but I was just imagining like Derek's family, they're off the table <laughs> and like, just fucking one of his brothers comes down dressed up like Kylo Ren, and then he's just like, <laughs> and he's like, I don't have, the, I don't know if I have the strength to do what I have to do or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, he just, just come down and have dinner, chill. Yeah, he just goes up to my dad, and he's just, he's just like, I don't know. And my dad's just like, You gotta do it. What are you talking about? Go ahead and do it. <laughs> and then of course, and then he would also just keeping with the the Kylo Ren thing or the Adam Driver thing. He would like. I just had sex, and now I've got nachos. Nachos. I thought that was, I thought, I thought that was going to be this movie because I wasn't yeah. sure, and I was like, yeah. I was like, is he gonna, is he going to do it in this one? And I was like, nah, it's probably when, he does it in Star Wars, I guess. <laughs> no, it's um, it's what if. That's also a really good movie in my. That's opinion. a solid movie. That's I wa- yeah. that was one of my quarantine watches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um no for me yeah this is my pick um I actually 
when it, um when I picked it, I'm always kind of nervous. Like, okay, how is this movie gonna is this live up to like my my idea of it? And I don't know, but like when I rewatched it, I was just like, oh my gosh, this movie is so much like be- like I I chose it, so I knew it was really good, but it's so much better than I even thought it was. Like just. It's just a very real story. And I know, Derek, you said that some things are kind of like feel like they're out of um, tune with the, the rest of the movie. But I think it's just that's that adds to its realness of just like things just happen in life. You know, you could go from one moment of being like very somber or, you know, like being very like existential like thoughts and stuff like that. And then the next one is just, you know, like to a guy calling another guy boner and, and like trying to hit his nutsack or something like that. Um, But yeah, it's just such incredible, um, you know, acting in this movie. I mean, this is kind of before Jason Bateman's kind of like, uh, like he just got nominated for Golden Globe and he's been consistently getting nominated for Golden Globes for like Ozark and, and, you know, all these other movies like The Outsider he was just in and did phenomenal in. And yeah, so this is kind of like it, it, if people know Jason Bateman from that, I'm sure like if they come back to this movie, they won't be surprised by it. But it's just for me a very real family story. And I very much like appreciated that and like felt so engaged in it. Like I, you feel for all of these characters, like Tina Fey, her conversation with, with, um, with Jason Bateman's character on the roof and her saying like, essentially, you know, just, um, just, you just have to like be, do that one night stand with that girl. And then, you know, you're going to go back to your family. And like in that instance, you're thinking like, okay, she's like talking to him like, and because he's safe and stuff. But then when she walks out of, of, um, uh, court, was it roadie? um timothy oliphant's character's house you kind of like realize like oh she was talking about herself all along like you know she mm-hmm. she like ended up going back to the kind of loveless marriage that she has and you know you, you just like her her own daydreaming was what she she was mentioning to him and um and yeah it's just all these characters like yeah like adam driver doesn't end up anywhere at the end like he you know but he ends up back with his family and like you reconnecting with that but he still kind of is there you know screw up but he's their lovable screw up i guess you can say um and and yeah like and then the oldest brother you know kind of like in the in the really funny scene with them like you know um smoking smoking the weed from their that was that they incredible find, by the way fucking yeah. was cracking up during that yeah it's one of my it's one of the best and just that whole that's why it's like i like that's what life is it's just you know like you're you're at um you know a a sermon that you don't want to go to and then you have like you know like this very connecting moment with your with your um siblings and then then you know all this funny shit happens and stuff with the sprinklers and yeah it's just like i don't know i don't know if it's just like mean like kind of um you know i don't really have that much kind of relationship with my um siblings but 
you know, that kind of like want and like just the whole idea of a family and that at the end of the day, they are family. So, so yeah, that's why I think it just like really connected with me and like, I enjoyed it so much. Like, um, I, I like right after I watched it, I was like, I want to watch this like again right now. I didn't, I didn't have time, but, <laughs> but you know, like, it's definitely like one that like, if I want to feel good, I will probably watch this movie and and yeah it's just like I, if you haven't seen this movie you haven't heard of this movie please go out and watch it and give it some more love than it deserves you know you see a uh, side of adam driver that's not not his marriage story adam driver and not his like um star mm -hmm. wars adam driver but you know like this really good instance of a different side of adam driver and and, and jason bateman like you know being an awesome actor and just really good an ensemble movie yeah no I, I i agree with all of that you know and and i can definitely relate to the the sibling thing too because like me and my brothers are really close now but we were never close growing up because you know i'm um because they're twins and i'm so i'm you know kind of the older brother so like it's like you know them being the same age it was we were never close um, but then, you know, when we all kind of became adults and it's just like, you know, you still have that kind of like same, like how they act like kids still kind of around each other. Like we still have that. And, you know, we, when we grew up and especially there was this time when like I moved back in with my parents for like six months because um, like I had to move out of the place I was at and I was looking for a new apartment uh, when I was like 22 or something. And like me and my brother were like, he was getting ready to move to uh, go up to like, uh, you know uh go to college and so he had like a semester off and we just like hung out every night would just like fucking watch pacific rim and get like drunk and shit and so like i was like related to a lot of the you know shit like the brother bonding um that it was in this movie i was like oh yeah like you know the sibling bonding in this movie was like a lot like the brother bonding that i had in real life so i was like oh yeah fuck yeah i like i yeah this is a vibe you know this is real shit before we wrap up, can we just say um, if we want to recommend it? Because I, I gotta, I gotta say, oh, yeah, I, ah. I, I gotta push a recommendation out for this movie. Yeah, even if yeah. you know it's something that you know doesn't seem like it would be up your alley. It's like an hour and a half, and mm. you know, um, it is. You know, it, it'll you'll you'll you know you'll get some reaction out. Like Alan, you know, like we might not have loved it, you know, but uh, you know, I think Alan, you had a very similar reaction to it that Ariel had to a pick a, mo a movie that is very meaningful to me, like crazy. So even even with it, it being, you know, not like the movie that you necessarily like loved, I think you did get like a strong reaction out of it and something you are thinking about and talking about a lot, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I kind of, I try not to hate on every movie, I, every film I see, even if like, I, I kind of didn't like it when I was watching it, but like if it garners like a reaction out of me where like I'm yelling at the TV or I'm just going, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like, if there's if it's bringing emotion out and if that's like the purpose of it then i can't say it was a bad movie it, it i mean yeah there's some people who who can say oh if you watch a shitty movie and you're, you're mad about it then that's a whole different story i guess that's subjective but with this one yeah when i was watching it i was frustrated and i was like angry at certain things but other things i was like okay that's cool like i can relate to that and this and this and then you know because i because i just watched it like you know, I think I, I I think I watched it 20 minutes before we started this, so it was still like kind of like fuming in there and kind of bubbling up, and then now talking about it, I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah, it, it's I'd recommend it. Like, it's it's one of those movies you just kind of 
have to see and like feel like feel how you feel mm-hmm. like because i don't hate it you know i'm not saying like i didn't like it it was just more kind of like just it's it's a very emotional film and i think it's very relatable to a lot of people and i feel like i i'm gonna i want to recommend it just on like the reaction it got out of me and also because it does fit the criteria of what we we talk about it's it's underrated you know like like even when I saw the RT score, I was like, damn, that's pretty low. But I was like, look at this cast. But yeah, like the acting's incredible. You know, the writing's good, except for that one arc that I'm not a fan of. But you know, yeah, the tone every now and again shifts a little bit. I didn't. It didn't drastically make me. Didn't pull me out of the movie, but I was just like, I see what they were trying to do. But and all in all, there's a lot of emotion that everybody can relate to in some way or another just like you with your siblings or even me i've been in a funeral where like you know i'm in, with my cousins we were i'm more closer to my cousins and even us being at that funeral we joke around and talk shit and we're we're right there at the church and you know our family member just passed away but that's the way we dealt with it is just like the the smoking weed scene it's just like just mm-hmm. here and we're dealing with it in our own way but yeah definitely give it a watch mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely one that that we are recommending full heartedly, and really hope that you you guys take a a watch on it and yeah. don't let it pass you by any longer. Because <laughs> yeah, I think that's you know kind of like one of you know our core missions here at um, our underrated podcast is to like find shit that people might not know about, you know, and be like, hey, check it out, you know. And I think this movie like really in spades does fulfill that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well with that, thanks everybody for listening. Um I'm we're I am hoping, I know I have to talk to Derek, but I think we've talked about it, but I'm hoping that now that there's a uh the, the end of the desert of no MCU content, we will hopefully come back to, to our Marvel podcast of Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones. Um discuss because there's a lot to discuss, especially with just with WandaVision, but I know that the falcon the winter soldier is coming out and a few other little tidbits of movies and and things like that so i'm hoping we'll come back soon for that um we also have some fairly new podcasts of you of my podcast called you've never seen um question mark exclamation mark um where i introduce people to pop culture movies and or movies of cinematic history that they've never seen before um and the next episode that will be coming out will be with Alan. And we're going to probably discuss, uh, I would say, a classic um, kind of, I wouldn't say kids movie, but a, a coming of age movie. Um, and with and then um, so go on your podcasting app and look for the Screaming Woman in Green for my podcast. Derek also has another podcast called Gateway Episodes, where he leads people to through the gateway of a show that they've um, also never seen with um, an episode that very greatly represents the whole series and will grab them and pull them in and through the gateway. Yeah. And yeah, so look for yeah. the the I would say the the um archway in white gateway art archway in white on your podcasting apps. It's also on our YouTube channel. Um you've never seen we'll probably be going on our YouTube channel fairly soon. 
as well. Um, and so with all that, um, we will be back for soon for, with another underrated film. So stay tuned and thanks for being amazing. Yeah, and just real fast before we totally end, um, yeah, check out check out Gateway episodes because me and Ariel talk about Justified. Speaking of Tim- Timothy Oliphant, but yeah. um, this is the first time we've talked about it on Underrated. Um, we are actually going to be launching a Patreon. By the time this episode drops, we should have already launched. Um, so that the Patreon, if you guys want to, no pressure at all. Like um, we love you guys just for listening. Um, but if you want to donate, we have the option of donating like either a dollar a month or three dollars a month if you donate at any level you're going to get access to a bonus podcast we're going to be doing we're going to be talking about stuff that doesn't fit into any of the other podcasts so yeah you know, it's, it's a more it's a more general like entertainment podcast it could lead from entertainment news from any space of of pop culture mm-hmm. that we'll probably be discussing yep and, and we'll pretty much just, just of, like and it's pretty much just us like just hanging out, right? Just kind of, mm-hmm. just shooting yeah. Shit I wouldn't mind, much, you know. Yeah, I know the first episode we're going to be um, kind of topping off with our top five of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that's kind of it was kind of a hard um, year for cinema. Yeah, we I think we'll, have... we'll definitely be talking about that on the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why it's not a top um, ten; it's only a top five. We had to cut it down. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but I I wouldn't mind talking about um, my like some Funko news that I had and how I let. One one day led me to buying eleven pops. Yeah, there oh, we go. So we'll be about <laughs> so, yeah. whatever. Like you know, it could be anything. And uh, you know, we'll release episodes whenever we hit certain goals for Patreon. So our first episode will be out as soon as one person subscribes. The second one is going to be once twenty five people subscribe, and you know, from there we'll see how it goes. And you know, we're probably going to funnel anything we get from that kind of back into the podcast. You know, on advertising or. Maybe getting me the proper mic or who knows what, but we're going to try and, you know, keep all that <laughs> money too. in the house. All right, you guys. Thanks for reading Maisie. Talk to you guys later. Take it easy, guys. See you in another life. <laughs> <laughs>